welcome to On This Day in Tudor History with me, Claire Ridgway. Today, I'm taking you back to the reign of King Henry VIII. But on this day in Tudor history, the 29th of November, 1528, nobleman and courtier Anthony Brown, first Viscount Montague, was born. Montague was prominent in Mary I's reign, with his offices including Master of the Horse to Philip of Spain, Lord Lieutenant of Sussex, and Privy Councillor. But let me give you a few more facts about this Tudor man. Anthony was the eldest son of Sir Anthony Brown of Cowdray Park in Sussex, and his first wife, Alice, daughter of Sir John Gage. His father had been so trusted by King Henry VIII that he'd held a dry stamp of the king's signature. His aunt, Elizabeth, Countess of Worcester, was one of Anne Boleyn's ladies and, according to Lancelot de Colle, made allegations about the Queen's behaviour with musician Mark Smeaton and her own brother. In 1545, when Anthony was just 16, he served as a Member of Parliament for Guildford in Surrey due to his father's influence and was joint standard bearer of England with his father in 1546. He went on to serve as equerry of the stable under his father as master of the horse in early 1547 and was created a Knight of the Bath in Edward VI's coronation celebrations in February 1547. Anthony married when he was about 18 in 1546, taking Jane Radcliffe, daughter of Robert Radcliffe, Earl of Sussex, as his wife. They had a son, Anthony, it's a bit of a theme going there, and a daughter, Mary. Jane sadly died in July 1552. Following his father's death in 1548, Anthony lost his position as standard bearer. He'd been brought up a Catholic and supported Princess Mary during Edward VI's reign, so was not given any important offices. However, he did serve as an MP for Guildford and then Petersfield and Sheriff for Surrey and Sussex. During the succession crisis of July 1553, he did nothing to support Queen Jane or Lady Jane Grey and he went on to rise in Mary I's reign. He was appointed Keeper of Guildford Park in October 1553 and then in 1554 Steward of Hampton Court Chase and a Justice of the Peace for Surrey and Sussex. In 1554, he was appointed as Philip of Spain's master of the horse, but on his arrival in England, Philip chose to replace Antony and other Englishmen with Spaniards. However, as part of the celebrations for Mary and Philip's wedding in 1554, he was made Viscount Montague, and then, in 1555, elected as a Knight of the Garter. Also in 1555, Anthony was sent as an ambassador to Rome to talk to the Pope about Mary's restoration of Catholicism in England. In 1556, Anthony married his second wife, Magdalene or Magdalene Dacre, daughter of William Dacre, third Baron Dacre. The couple went on to have eight children, five sons and three daughters. In 1556, he acted as an executor of the will of Stephen Gardner, Bishop of Winchester, who was also Mary the First Lord Chancellor, and he also acted as chief mourner at his funeral. In 1557, Anthony served as Lieutenant General under William Herbert, first Earl of Pembroke, at Calais and also at the Siege of San Quentin, and he was appointed to the Queen's Privy Council. 
But then Mary I died in November 1558, and Antony was one of the executors of her will and acted as a chief mourner at the Queen's funeral. As a Catholic conservative, Antony was relieved of his position on the Privy Council on the accession of Elizabeth I, and he went on to oppose Elizabeth's plans for religious reform in 1559. Personally, however, he did manage to keep on the right side of the new queen and acted in a diplomatic capacity for her in Spain in 1560 and 1565 and in the Low Countries in 1565. By the 1560s, Antony was a wealthy man with an annual income of between £2,000 and £3,000. In 1569, at the time of the rising of the North, he acted as Joint Lord Lieutenant of Sussex. But he and his son-in-law, Henry Risley, 2nd Earl of Southampton, did become implicated in the rebellion and even set sail for Flanders, being driven back by the wind. However, they managed to go unpunished. In 1570, Southampton was arrested and confined to the home of the Sheriff of London after having a secret meeting with the Scottish Bishop of Ross, following Elizabeth I's excommunication. In 1571, Southampton was also implicated in the Rodolphi plot, a plot against Elizabeth. However, Antony managed not to get caught up in it. Southampton was released and allowed to reside at Cowdray House with his father-in-law, Antony, in 1573. In 1585, when trouble began with Spain, Antony was removed from his office of Lord Lieutenant, but in 1586, he was appointed as one of the commissioners for the trial of Mary, Queen of Scots. In 1588, he supported his queen against the Spanish Armada by leading horsemen, aided by his son, Antony, and grandson, Antony Maria. In August 1591, he played host to Queen Elizabeth I for six days at his estate at Cowdray, and the queen knighted his second son, George, and his son-in-law, Robert Dormer. Anthony Brown, 1st Viscount Montague, died at his manor of West Horsley in Surrey on the 19th of October, 1592, following what was described as a tedious, troublesome and lingering kind of infirmity. He was 63 years of age. His grandson, Anthony Maria Brown, was his heir, inheriting a large fortune worth between £3,600 and £5,400 per year. On the 6th of December 1592, Anthony was laid to rest at Midhurst, but was moved to St Mary's Church in Eastbourne, Sussex in the 19th century. His tomb is marble and alabaster and is topped with a kneeling effigy of Anthony and recumbent effigies of his wives. His second wife died in 1608. Tomorrow, I'll be sharing a heartfelt speech with you, one from a queen professing her love for her subjects, a speech which brought many of those listening to tears. Do make sure you're subscribed, just click right there, and that you've hit the bell so you don't miss that video. Also on this day in Tudor history, the 29th of November, 1530, Cardinal Thomas Wolsey, Henry VIII's former Lord Chancellor, died at Leicester Abbey. The cardinal cheated the executioner by dying a natural death while on his way to London to answer charges of treason. You can find out about the cardinal's death 
and who ended up being buried in the sarcophagus he'd commissioned in last year's video. You'll find a link to that in the description. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.